fit just right And the radio I'm Jamie Nye. He is Drew Remenda, and this is the Green Zone on a Wednesday afternoon. Keeping you up to date on the Scotty's Tournament of Hearts, uh, it is uh, Jennifer Jones up big. It is Rachel Holman up big in the afternoon draws as the two top teams in Pool B. And uh, Ontario is uh, beating up on uh, Clancy Grandy's uh, rink out of British Columbia, who are 5-1 and one coming in. But Rachel Holman's up 7-1. Uh, Jones, it's two Manitoba teams going head-to-head today. Uh, Jennifer Jones against Cameron. Uh, Jones up 7-2. to two. Uh, Pretty well, Pool uh, B is a lot more clean-cut on who's making the playoffs. Uh, pool A, where Saskatchewan is, there's... Five teams at three losses with two draws left. One of those teams uh, will make the playoffs, and Skylar Ackerman will do herself a big favor by winning tonight. Well, they have to win uh, tonight uh, to uh, have a chance at the playoffs. But right now, we're going to talk some football. Football at four. With Britton Gray. Football! Football at four with Britton Gray. Who came into the Green Zone Lounge today, uh, Drew Amanda, I, I, who was like, have you seen these power rankings by the Canadian Football League? CFL.ca. Out with their, what did they call it, way too early power rankings. The way too early power rankings. Uh, The Montreal Alouettes are number one in the power rankings. Great Cup champs. Making up for the disrespect from last year. Exactly. Exactly. And we should should all be bowing and our heads again. It's not how I'd put number one, but you, you, you remember. You know, I'm not really a vocal guy. I talk a lot to the offense, but not in front of the team. So it and was. Uh, Ross, oh. Sorry, it was Cody Fajardo. Uh, remember the uh, speech post game uh, or pre game uh, after the Grey Cup when uh, he said, "F you, just watch. F you, just watch." After they uh, had the, um, there were ninth, ninth in the power rankings. F you, just watch. Jesus wept when that happened. Uh, but the rest of the team cheered. Or sorry, they were slamming their hands on the table. <laughs> so now we know who's going to have the "f you just watch" speech this year. Uh, book it, ladies and gentlemen. The Calgary Stampeders are your 2024 Grey Cup champions because <laughs> the CFL.ca has put them ninth in the power rankings after making the playoffs last year. So that means. The Ottawa Red Blacks, the Edmonton Elks are sixth. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. McLeod Bethel Thompson effect. That's what happens when you go out and get a veteran quarterback. Never mind the dynamic young Canadian playmaker you have. How do you feel about Edmonton and Ottawa being ranked above Hamilton and Calgary, two playoff teams last season? Britton Gray, tell us the truth. (laughs) I get... Calgary in the sense that they clearly feel the same way about Jake Mayer that I think a lot of people are feeling in that he might not be a good CFL quarterback. Now he has a chance to bounce back, sure, but I 
I at least know who Hamilton's quarterback is to start the year. It's going to be Bo Levi Mitchell, and then probably at some point Taylor Powell is going to come in and t- either take that yeah. job oh, or no, Bo yeah. might play himself out with what we've seen from Bo the past couple of seasons. But who's the Ottawa Red Blacks quarterback? I, I assume Drew Brown, but my I I've been bullish on Drew Brown in the fact that I want to see you go out and do it without having the best roster in football, without having the the dynamic running back that is Brady Oliveira and everything. So I and then I don't know about Edmonton. I mean, what have they done recently? The the decision to go to McLeod Bethel Thompson raises some eyebrows. Even that to me isn't a convincing like, wow, what an improvement for the Edmonton Elks who sucked again last year and four and fourteen. McLeod Bethel Thompson? Like Trey Ford was a darn good quarterback to get him to four wins. I just don't why'd they jump off of Trey Ford so quick? Because ah, Chris he's, Jones being he's Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. He's, oh, okay. All right. Uh, that makes the sense. kid can't throw. He's not accurate enough. He can run around and make plays with his feet. Remember his criticism of Cody Fajardo oh, way remember. back in the day? Yeah, yeah I remember. Well, yeah, we did. not a good passer. You can run the ball, but and now he's a great cup champion. Uh, who was the other guy who was a who was a other guy was a mediocre quarter? What was what did he call it? Oh, Darian Durant. Durant Darian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did he call Darian? Was uh, it mediocre or? Yeah, mediocre or simply yeah. yeah, mediocre. Yeah. Okay. He's a defensive guy, right? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't have a good track record of evaluating quarterbacks. <laughs> he got, he he got Mike Riley right, but he had Ed Hervey there to get Mike Riley right <laughs> as the uh, general manager of the Edmonton Elks. And Ed Hervey's now running the Hamilton Tiger Cats, of course, in the uh, general manager. But where are the Saskatchewan Rough Riders above? The Toronto Argonauts, who went sixteen really? and two last year, wow! The Riders ranked wow. fourth. Hey, you make enough splashy free agency moves, you can yeah. move up any list. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's where it is. There's excitement around the Riders, right? Uh, Toronto made some very strategic moves when you look at who they went out and signed, but they weren't flashy like the Riders. They didn't go out and get a Jamarcus Hardrick, AJ Olette. The Jameer Thurman, like the Riders are the flashy winners of the free agency period right now, but that means nothing once training camp gets here and you actually start playing games. I'm just uh, seeing here. Um, yeah, last year the Alouettes were ranked ninth in these rankings and they won the Grey Cup. Um, the Bombers were first, the Lions were second, which was accurate. They had the Riders seventh, which was pretty well bang on where they uh, finished the season last year so we'll see what happens the calgary stampeders now have the fuel to have the f you just watch speech uh that cody fajardo delivered ahead of the gray cup in hamilton but the other uh, cfl news today vernon adams jr gets a monster extension with the bc lions signed through 2026 the vernon adams story intrigues me and will forever Great story. This guy went from Hamilton to Saskatchewan to Montreal, and it was the third-string quarterback, the fourth-string quarterback, and now he's the franchise guy with the BC Lions. It is been an and a and he's grown up too. I rem, I'll never forget the snake emoji he tweeted when. Trevor Harris signed his extension with the Montreal Alouettes. And it was like, really, guy? That's your teammate now. But anyways, but Vernon Adams Jr. 
gets a big extension and deserved the way he played last year. He said he, he's grown up. He's been through the ups and downs of professional football, and I think he's finally realized that just because you're a dynamic quarterback, just because you were so great in college, they, they owe you nothing at the professional ranks. They, uh, unless you're a high draft choice in the NFL where teams will stick on you no matter what, you have to go out every day and prove it. And that's what he's been doing recently. Very good season last year in BC. He, I believe he'll continue to take a step in terms of being a smarter passer another season there. That's why I think BC is actually my number one team in the power rankings. Personally, I think they're, they're number one. Really? But I think Vernon Adams Jr. poised for another great season. My number one team still the Toronto Argonauts after a 16-2 and two year last year. Number two would be probably, well, yeah, you have to stick with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. No, you don't. Stop it. I'm telling you, I'm saying that the Winnipeg Blue where Bombers. Are they? Where are they? Where are they in Britain Gray's power rankings? They Are they below the Rough Riders no, now? No, no, no. Okay. I'm not saying below the Riders, but I mean, I kind of like Toronto better than them this well, yeah, year. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Who's, BC. Hey, respect to the Alouettes I put for Montreal beating them above in the, the BC Cup. Lions. The BC Lions no, are going to no, have no. a fall off. They're going to have a bigger fall off than the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I'll put a bet on it. Right here, right we'll, now. We'll with discuss Britain. that well, after. We'll, we'll, here's we'll the thing talk with, about the Here's terms. the thing. Here's the thing with Britain. He's just going to keep saying Winnipeg's falling off, falling off, falling off until they actually fall off. And then he's going to say, see, told you. He'll do it year after year after year. He's going to say, hey, told you they were going to drop off. You know, so. I did the same thing with the Calgary Stampeders in a, yeah. two decades or something like that. It was 10 years. It was a good 10 years. So I got lots of time to continue making this prediction. Good tenure, run. (laughs) Uh, That's uh, football at four with uh, Britain Gray here on the Green. Do you want a a good one today? Do you want a good NFL rumor today? Oh, NFL rumors. Jed York is going to be calling Bill Belichick to talk to him about walking in and becoming the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers giving him complete autonomy over the defense, paying him close to what he pays the head coach, and saying, help me beat number 15. That's the, the rumor today on the uh, the Bay Area sports channels. Uh, speaking of number 15, did you hear what the head coach of the, LA, or the uh, Las Vegas Raiders said? No. No, I didn't hear that one today. Yeah, they have Patrick Mahomes rules. When they went up against the the Kansas City Chiefs, they, they remember they beat the Chiefs on yep. Christmas Day. Yep. He showed the team footage of the Detroit Pistons absolutely bludgeoning uh, yeah. Michael Jordan Michael. way back in the yeah. day MJ. and yeah, said, that's how we're playing against Patrick Mahomes as long as I'm the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Really? So nice. And in that game, they had four sacks, hit him 10 times legally, but gave him a few extra what fours on that one in that game. So, got to knock the stars off their games. What what, what I was going to say, you got to do something. Sorry, Bruce. When you brought up big CFL news, I assumed we were talking about the snowplow that Hamilton named after Simone Lawrence today. Snowmoney Lawrence (laughs) is what they've called it. I assumed we were going to, you know. That's huge news. I didn't didn't name it. It's a good name, though. Good name. Will it take as many cheap shots as uh, Simone Lawrence did? Or, you know, just 
run into a parked car all of a sudden that had no business being run into? No, I don't know. I'm just played with I an just edge. appreciate with a, an edge. <laughs> out there clearing snow with an edge. Snow moaning yeah. Lawrence. Here in, here in Saskatchewan, we can track that plow if it was in Saskatchewan now. <laughs> On the highway hotline, you can track your the plow. Are they going to have names for all the plows out there? They should. They and should. they should have them the, when, you tr- when you're tracking the plows on the highway hotline, it should show you the name of the plow you're tracking. Well, they could easily do that, right? Absolutely. They could easily do that. Yeah. You know who should get on that? Genius Sports. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> it for football at four on nine eighty CJM and six fifty CKOM. This is where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. Jamie and I drew Amanda with you. Thanks to uh, Pat for uh, sending in this information that we uh, desperately needed today. Um, drew Remenda, Garth Brooks has invited. Travis Kelsey uh, to one of his shows to sing Friends in Low Places after that drunken performance he put on in uh, Kansas City uh, on the stage on that one. So Garth Brooks well, that's, inviting that's Travis fantastic. Kelsey. You you really know why Garth Brooks is inviting Travis Kelsey to his, one of his concerts, right? Because hopefully his girlfriend is going to show up and yeah. sing as well. Yeah, he's he's hoping yeah. Taylor Swift makes him relevant again. Is uh, I think what's going on there. With <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I know Garth sells out everywhere. I've gone to two of his shows uh, in Saskatchewan. Both remind were fantastic. Me to send you the uh, remind you to send. I'll send you the Tom Segura, my favorite comedian, Garth Brooks feud clip. Hilarious. Is it, is it on one of his Netflix specials? It's one of his podcasts. Oh, one of his podcasts. It's also, well, he does talk about he does talk about it on his Netflix special, the the last one, Sledgehammer. But the the podcast is it's funny. So uh, maybe we'll see video of Travis Kelsey butchering yet another song because, as we have found out, Travis Kelsey should really stop singing. All right, Just one thing we know. <laughs> Jamie Nigel Romanda with you here in the Green Zone. Um, part of my uh, career and part of uh, my development as a broadcaster started way back in the uh, University of Regina Journalism School, which, by the way, is returning after a year hiatus, new and improved if you're looking for a career in journalism. But part of that course, and I know a lot of people question this when it comes to journalists, is fact-checking. When someone tells you something, you should probably go check it out to see if it's actually true. I just did this with Drew Remenda without his knowledge. Uh, Drew Remenda was telling me in the commercial break, and I had to look this up, Drew, about people in his neighborhood in San Jose have fake crows lying dead in their lawns to keep crows away. Like just these fake dead crows. Not actual dead crows, just fake crows that look like they're dead. Just lying in lawns. To keep the crows away. You might be able to hear that Drew hasn't done this uh, with the uh, crows <laughs> in the background. So I looked it up. HumaneSociety.org. Uh, the solutions for large crow roosts uh, record and play back crow distress calls. They don't like that, apparently. Oh, that kind of defeats the purpose of why you want no, the crows it did, no, out of here. Yeah, but you know the the crows hear yeah. it, and it's like okay, yeah. got to got to get the bleep out of here. 
Um, pyrotechnics. I don't know how many people want to do that all, all over the all over again. <laughs> Lasers, apparently. But here, hanging effigies, fake models of dead crows, even a fake Halloween decor crow proves surprisingly effective to keep crows away. I learned something new today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I would not make that. Who would make that up? So we go. No, we go it's not walks. that you made it up. Oh. It's someone told no, you that's oh, why. You. And I'm like, so, they, is this like real, or did someone just like toe toe in the line here with Drew Romenda on this one? But we, yeah. Michelle and I went go for walks around around the neighborhood, and we walked by a couple of houses. There's very nice houses where in the area where we rent. So we're walking around these massive places. And you look over on the lawn, and you see a couple of dead crows. <laughs> you go, hmm, wonder what happened there. Mm-hmm. You come back the next day in your walk, and these people with these beautifully maintained yards and houses, the same two dead crows are there. And you're thinking, and huh, you're, the bird flew. This isn't a exactly. good sign. What's going on? This is not good. Then we realized after our third walk, those are fake crows. <laughs> those, are, those are just plastic. Those are just plastic. <laughs> And then a couple of walks later, we see one of the owners, or we think, of the place. We, I ask him. He goes, yeah. He said, you notice some of the other yards, too? I said, yeah, we noticed that. And he said, apparently, it keeps the crows away. I said, well, does it? And he went, yes, it does. I went, okay. You learn something every day. And like, like you. So here, here crows. this is, they add this little story okay. on getting rid of crows. Sorry, this intrigued me today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and now now I think we need to turn this into a topic. What are those like random solutions in life that you know about that not a lot of people do? Maybe it's keeping pests away. Maybe it's, you know, cleaning a stain out of a carpet. Those little solutions in life that you go, have you tried this? And you go, what? Oh, yeah, it works. That's good. That could be a Friday. That could be a Friday show. Right Maybe there, this boy. Friday, ladies and gentlemen, we'll do this. That's a good one. But in the crow solutions, one community moved a neighborhood roost by just having people out on the sidewalks with noisemakers at dusks for the better part of a week. <laughs> they planned for a better part of a week, and apparently the crows didn't like the party-going human neighbors and moved out of the neighborhood. Could you imagine as a collective knocking up? So this is what we're going to do. For the next week, we're just going to bang <laughs> pots and pans at dusk to tick the crows off. And they'll eventually move away. <laughs> okay. If you have a crow problem, give us a call here on the Green Zone. Now I have so solution. many solutions for you, including just putting fake effigies, either hanging or just lying in the lawn or to get rid of the crows. Fire off, fire off the fireworks. Yes, get fireworks. They'll, they'll go. <laughs> Even scare away the neighborhood dogs, too, while you're at it with the fireworks. There you have it. The crow solutions here on the green zone as we drop the gloves. Now, here's the long and the short of it. I hate hockey and I don't like kids. It's time to drop the gloves. We're losing! They're burying us alive! But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey.
Okay, Drew Romanda. Last night yeah. I was getting really angry. I on social media last night I was seeing Vancouver Canuck reporters remind me of Edmonton Oilers and Toronto Maple Leaf reporters about <laughs> the I've done moral victories. Uh, the Canucks played really good tonight. I'll tell you what, if they weren't taking on the Colorado Avalanche, it might have been a W. And I went, really? This is what we're doing right now. We're talking about moral victories for the te- best team in the National Hockey League. Just talking about moral victories that they, hey, back to back nights after getting, you know, given up 10 the night before. It was a really strong game by the Vancouver Canucks. They scored one goal. One. Oh, they, oh, do you know what the other moral victory was? Nathan McKinnon, they almost broke, almost broke his point broke streak his at home. Streak. Yeah. But he got a point on an empty net goal. So that was another moral yeah. victory for the Vancouver Canucks. I don't want moral victories. I want victories as a Vancouver Canuck fan. Thank you very much. And even talking about moral victories, I'm thinking, really, really, really with the first place team in the NHL? First time they've lost three games in a row. All season, season, yeah. The head coach has a is multiple Stanley Cup champion as a coach and as a player. The head coach is a no BS type of guy. What do you think he's saying to his guys? Do you think he's talking about that? Well, he did say last night he, he liked their game. Yes. But it's that's, not that's like he different. was saying that was a moral victory tonight. That was a, yeah. that was a really strong game yeah, we played against different. the Colorado Avalanche. Because he hated their game against the Wild. They stunk the joint out. They got a little bit of a reward that we, as far as him praising them for how hard they played against Colorado on a tough back-to-back. But... There's no way he is saying, hey, guys, we almost did this. Hey, guys, we almost did that. I'll tell you right now, Jamie, the San Jose Sharks are 31st in the National Hockey League. Do you know how many moral victories they've taken this year? Bupkis. You know why? Because it's the National Hockey League. And the first place team, these guys are now at a, at a level where they don't go in hoping to win, wanting to win. They go in expecting to win those top teams. It's the confidence that grows. That's the belief system that grows. That's why I would ban every reporter out of my dressing room if I was a coach in the National Hockey League. The, the, the no, Drew Romanda. No, is that not the solution? Stop it. Okay. It's not sorry. the journalist's That's fault. Not- Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Maybe you're right. I, I ask the Tampa the, Bay Lightning or anybody else who have won a Stanley Cup if the journalists actually got in the way of them winning, like the peripheral or, opponents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did, well, no, of course not. You, you have to ask the guys that lost in the finals to them, and they'll say yes. Yeah. You know? They'll and it's they'll the blame everything opponents. else. Oh, our yeah. schedule was really tough at the end of the season. <laughs> we couldn't recover properly, and yeah. Oh, and the reporters asked tough. The peripheral questions. opponents are awful in in the world. They are. And you will find them in every walk of life. You've got your peripheral opponents. But the last thing that the players are listening to are those guys talking about moral victories because they get on the bus and they're they're ticked off. They get on the plane. They're mad. They get on the plane. They just lost three games in a row. They're not happy. I don't think you're going to have to worry about Rick and his crew making sure those guys have the right mindset going into their next game. The, the other uh, story in the National Hockey League, uh, Connor Bedard's really excited to take on Patrick Kane uh, for the first time this weekend. I think it's Sunday uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings. And you know what's happening. Uh, Patrick Kane will have the uh, video tribute. I can't believe how loud the ovation will be in Chicago for Patrick Kane upon uh, his return. But the other storyline when it comes to Connor Bedard 
is he has six points in three games in his return from injury. I've talked about this before. When Connor McDavid came back after he got seriously hurt in his rookie season, he went on a little bit of a point tear as well. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is it being fresh God, legs, things like that, just ticked off you were injured and missed time and look at the scoring race for rookies and went, no, I'm not going to be caught. I want to win this thing. It's the brain. It's their. It's their drive. It's their. It's in their DNA. It's. It's uncoachable, unexplainable, and unteachable. It is who they are. It's. You and I have talked about this before. We've talked about this a lot. Great just doesn't happen. Go look at Connor McDavid now. To be fair. Like the, the 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 documentary that Sportsnet did on Connor McDavid after he had the the serious knee injury, that people didn't know as bad as it was with um against Calgary, he got taken out by uh, what's his face, place for oh man, going blank. Sorry, I place can't. for Toronto now. Giordano. Giordano. Jeez, Drew. That's <laughs> um, so Giordano. I should have known because it's the pizza place you drive by all the time in the States. So Giordano takes him out, which he had a habit of doing, and Connor's leg is really bad. And it's the documentary about him coming back because we didn't know how bad it was. Now, I've watched that documentary, and I kind of chuckle because the, the theme of that documentary to me was if you have – where money is no issue and you have access to a private jet and you've got a skating coach, a movement coach, a fitness coach, a nutritionist, and the best doctors in the world, you will can come back from a major knee injury. I used to, I, I used to nickname it the 1% warrior, but people didn't like that very much when I said that. So, but it is, it shows the determination. It, it didn't take away from me, Connor and his determination. And you got to finally see with Connor McDavid, one, vulnerability, two, the absolute resilience of that young man and the determination to, to come back and do what he did. When you watch Bedard, a jaw injury is a little bit different because it doesn't affect your legs, it doesn't affect your 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 skating, but it certainly does affect your fitness level and being able to feel comfortable on the ice. But it's the willingness to ignore the reality and just keep pushing forward. He, he is, he's a different breed and what makes a different breed. It's not really as the physical as much as it is the mental because everybody at this level is tremendously skilled. Even the worst player in the National Hockey League is the best player you've ever been on the ice with. Uh, real quick, so, uh, speaking of highly skilled, uh, did uh, Quentin Byfield get the goal of the year last night in the National oh, Hockey League? Yeah. That was... Yeah, because it, it was special. They're in a little bit of a role, eh? It's like four in a row now? Four in a row now? He split the D. He loses amazing. control. He kicks it back to his stick with his skate when he was losing a little control. That's why you play soccer before the game. Apparently. And he doesn't quite go roof, daddy. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. But uh, he does. <laughs> uh, 
have to it's raise the puck one. on the backhand just a little bit to go over the pad. And yeah, go check it out at Green Zone SK. We retweeted maybe the goal of the year last night from Quentin Byfield as we get to our game of the night next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I drew a men with the year in the green zone. I love curling fans. They are passionate people, ladies and gentlemen. You are passionate people if you're a curling fan. Our game of the night, it's two teams at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts playing for their playoff lives tonight. It's BC. It's Saskatchewan. Three and three, four and three. Losers going home. Winner has a chance at the playoffs. The feature game tonight on TSN is um, uh, Carrie Anderson against Caitlin Laws. And, oh, boy, our curling fans ticked off at TSN that they're showing a 5-1 and one team against a 3-3 three and three team rather than... And there's another matchup, too. Uh, Northern Ontario and Quebec also at 3-3 three and three playing for their playoff lives tonight. That could have also been the feature game, but no, no, no. Give us Kerry Anderson for the 95th time uh, for the <laughs> TSN feature game uh, tonight. It's how, um, that's how broadcasters work, gang. I'm sorry. They, there's not... They just... They just plunk it down. Oh, these are the popular teams? Okay, we're just going to use them. They, there's not a lot of thinking on your feet when it comes to broadcasting and scheduling from the big wigs. But I'll tell you overlords what. I'll tell Toronto. you what. Yeah. I thank TSN for not making Saskatchewan the feature game. They are 4-1 and one when they're not on television, 0-2 oh oh. when they are on television. So there you have it. Thank you to TSN for not making it the feature game, but it's our game of the night, Saskatchewan against BC, a must-win for Skylar Ackerman to keep her playoff hopes alive at the Scotties.